You're listening to Diary of a Congresswoman, a series of conversations with Teresa Ledger-Fernandez. I'm Mary Charlotte Domandi. I wanted to ask you, and one thing that we haven't talked about at all is your family life, your relationship, like how are you balancing all of that? Is is work-life balance even a thing? It is a thing because otherwise I think you'd burn out. I've always had a wonderful work-life balance. I've been really pleased at the way that I've been able to have three sons and really give them a lot of attention. And, you know, I ski and I kayak and I walk in our mountains and I do things with family and I go to feast days and I go to rodeos and I dance and all of those things that feed me, right? All of those things I just mentioned feed me. And so we cannot ignore those things that give us joy and give us happiness and help describe who we are. We cannot set those aside because we are elected officials. That said, we have to be very deliberate about it because there is less time to do it. And so we have set aside that Sunday mornings. <laughs> they can't schedule anything for me Sunday morning, nor can they expect that I will have a bunch of work to do Sunday morning, because that is time that me and my partner sit and we go through a whole bunch of newspapers together. And we do the acrostic and we sit on the porch and we enjoy time together. And so that's kind of like one of our mornings. And we, we keep that things with my family. You know, I try to have time. We started doing a game night, you know, we played code sharing, you know, different things that we could do. Because it's important. I still eat dinner together with my sons, maybe three, four nights a week if I'm home, but we're actually all gathered together for dinner. The wait for my son who works up on the ski basin to come down. You know, my other son makes his dinner because he's into culinary and he's unemployed, hopefully going back soon now that things are opening up. But so we just eat these delicious dinners that he makes for us and we do it together. Now, the difference is I've always been the one who cooks in the family. So now I don't have time to cook. And since he's interested in being culinary, he does all the cooking. So little things like that. When we were going through orientation, the Congress people who came and spoke to us always emphasized find the time because then you'll be miserable. And I will say they have a wonderful program that they've been doing for the spouses or partners where all the spouses get together and are giving advice to the new spouses and partners about what's available and how do they stay sane through all of this. So it's it's a key thing. It just means you have to be very deliberate about it, but you can't give up who you are. The spouses probably in a previous era, not too long ago, were mostly female and now it's probably more mixed, I would guess, spouses and partners. Well, yeah, the first meeting of the spouses, partners, you had Nancy Pelosi's husband participate. You had Kamala Harris's husband participate. If you look at the leadership in the House right now, you know, we have lots of women on leadership roles and their husbands participate. So I asked about that. And yeah, there are a lot of men in the mix. We have, you know, not quite enough, about a quarter of the members, a hundred and some women. So, you know, not all of them have a partner or a husband, but a lot of them do. Are your kids getting more interested in politics? Well, yes, definitely. I mean, like we started watching the impeachment because I had so much work to do yesterday. So we watched it after our conversation, actually. 
And one of them watched several hours with me. And then one of my sons pointed out that his group of friends in the college he went to, that they had placed him somewhere along the spectrum, like they were very active, both Republicans and Democrats and people along the spectrum. They said, and you're here. And he goes, I'm not on that same place anymore, right? Because <laughs> his his involvement and active participation and opinions about things is much bigger now. So yes, they have been transformed by this. My oldest son, who's not living with this because he's launched, right? He's working in, in California. He watches C-SPAN now. <laughs> like they watch C-SPAN. They watch, mom, are you watching the impeachment? <laughs> I mean, he texts me. So, you know, and they, they weren't doing that before. They were always aware. We used to have democracy parades. I call them democracy parades. They were just when we went to go vote. Like sometimes we'd walk to our location. You know, we only did it two or three times. But, you know, it's like, let's do our democracy parade. And we walked and people would stop and say, you want to wait? Oh, no, we're going to go vote. Well, we're going to be right now. We're having a fun time walking. And people are stopping and talking to us. And joining us and you know so the idea that voting is a celebration has been something we've always had you know in my house so the democracy parade was basically walking to vote yes me and the kid me and the little me and the boys when they were smaller and and we got joined by a couple of times yeah do you think any of your sons might go into politics i mean it's too early to tell but it's way too early to tell that's very truly tell. My oldest son has introduced me at several of the events and does a beautiful job of it and has this really deep voice and always does the thing for he naturally makes the joke, has everybody disarmed, you know, and then tells a story and people who and, and some of his stories get repeated by others, like, and her son said this. So he's been the one most comfortable with giving the speeches. But Abelino was the son, my middle son who made the most phone calls. Like he sat there and when we were making calls and he wouldn't give up on people. He would answer the questions and answer the questions. And 10 minutes later, he goes, mom, I think they're going to vote for you. And that takes patience to sit there and have long conversations with somebody who's not sure and uncertain and explain who I am and what I stand for. And he was fine with that. And in terms of the spouses and partners, do they then bond with each other? I mean, I'm sure that they all are like missing their partners because you guys are so busy. Like what happens? I think they do. I mean, I don't know because we're coming in in this weird COVID space. Right. But as I understand it and as Matt has told me about what's happened, you know, in these Zoom meetings that they talk about, that they do do a lot of stuff together. And like even in the Zoom, they've had where the Library of Congress has come and met with them. And so normally they would have gone and people would have been invited, say, hey, you want to come and go to the Library of Congress? And I did that when I was the White House fellow. Oh my God, it's, you know, a library in heaven, right? Anybody who loves books and who loves the idea of archiving our history. So he loves that because what he writes on is really about history and ancient history. And so he was in heaven, right? Well, anything else on the personal level? I'll say this on the personal level. It's also the difficulty comes with it as well. I was interviewed today about what it was like on the 6th. And so that brings back, especially watching the impeachment, you know, that I had my son here and how scared they were and worried they were. And, you know, I also had to have a session where we had some security people and we had law enforcement 
meeting with me, with my sons about the threats. And that is something I didn't quite grasp when I ran that there is a level of risk that I have now placed all of us at. And I really didn't understand that aspect to it when I ran. And I think that that aspect was always there. It's more apparent after the six, but from the briefings we've gotten, that aspect of Congress people, having people who are angry at us and threaten us is clearly something I had not understood. And the importance of having them sit here with me while we're getting this law enforcement briefing. I mean, that's the sad part of it that I I had never ever contemplated that I'd be putting them at risk because of my decision to serve. I mean, I wonder, like, I can't help but thinking, like, if I were in your shoes, would I be more cautious? Would I measure my words more because of the crazy people out there? You know, you have to be who you are. And so I anticipate that a lot of what I say and talk about, you got to be who you are. And so I'm not sure that I would. I mean, I haven't changed what I say and think and believe. So when you think and believe something, that's what you're going to end up talking about. Thanks for listening today. Please go to congressdiary.com for more info and other podcasts and to connect with us on social media. And if you have any questions or comments, including questions for the Congresswoman, please email me at diary at radiocafe.org.